Welcome to Milo Time, where we dive into the list of things that Milo loved and spend some time with my beautiful, amazing, awesome, fantastic boy, Milo. Welcome to another episode of Milo Time. Daryl Kessler along with Lisa Cohen. Hello. Lisa, I don't know if I told you yet, but I do have some <laughs> baby back ribs on the smoker. So you, you you told me that four or five times already. When have we were, I? We were en route. You're very proud of your smoking. Yeah. So we have <laughs> we have something to look forward to after we record. Yes. Yes. Record a, this episode. We have a, a very big uh, a, a prize at the end. So let's take a look at the list of things Milo loved and see if anything jumps out to you today, Lisa. Well, I don't think Milo loved this. Uh, because no one did, but uh, everyone's favorite pandemic, COVID. Yes. So COVID is on the list of things Milo loved for a reason that's a little bit complicated. Um, For many people, COVID was a really, really difficult time. For us and our family, it was challenging in many of those same ways. But in other ways, now in hindsight, it was really the last time that Milo was healthy through the first half of COVID. And we actually think back sort of fondly on COVID. I know that there were a lot of think pieces and articles written about families that really enjoyed the opportunity to be together, sort of unplugged, limited work schedules or reduced work schedules and limited school schedules. And um, we did feel all that and actually really enjoyed our time together. And I think Max and Milo, Alana and my boys, um, both felt the same way, maybe not to the extent that Alana and I enjoyed it. But... um, it is difficult to think back on those times now, particularly because we were enjoying ourselves and it was during COVID that Milo was diagnosed with osteosarcoma. So those good times during COVID are sort of extra special to us. And we did a number of things that were COVID safe that really um, stick with me and really, really bring a smile to my face. We took... One trip during COVID where Alana, Max, Milo, and I, and one of Milo's best friends, James Grayson, and Max's girlfriend, Lacey Forret, we went up to the Berkshires. We rented a house in the Berkshires. Um, We all did all the COVID testing and everything, and then basically isolated as a group of six in a house up in the Berkshires. And it was just- how long was that? Yeah, we were there for about five or six days, and- It was special at the time. This was in July of 2020. Milo was diagnosed. We were blissfully unaware at the time. He was diagnosed four months later. Um, I don't think he, at that time, was yet feeling any pain in his knee. Um, But it was really a fun time. And I remember that as disruptive as COVID had been for Max and his girlfriend, Lacey, and it brought them home early from college their freshman year. I remember spending time with the four of them and thinking how amazing it was that Max and Lacey had already had this college experience and James and Milo were going into their senior years on the precipice of starting college themselves and thinking how terrific it was to have these two individuals close in age, but sort of mature and having the maturity of a college life, um, sort of introducing them to some of the 
things that um, went on in college and some things quarters. that they would expect. They, they taught them how <laughs> yeah. to play quarters. Quarters, beer pong, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. But Max and Lacey were just so um, incredibly generous with their time. Um, Lacey didn't know James at all, but they really traveled as a foursome on that uh, vacation. And... Uh, you know, did everything from hanging out and watching movies and just, you know, drinking beers and White Claws to playing Catan and other games together. Um, because again, it was during COVID and there really wasn't an opportunity to go to the theater up there or to go to the movies. And it was just a sixum of us, but really the foursome of those kids. And I remember thinking that James and Milo were really uh primed for college and had heard a lot of really good and and appetizing things about college and the time that they spent on that vacation. Uh, Also over COVID, um, back here in Brooklyn, Max and Milo often and regularly would go for bike rides together uh, in Prospect Park. Um, Again, it was a relatively safe activity. I think at the time that they were doing it regularly, people were still wearing masks outside, so they were biking in masks they knew to steer clear of mostly men, but some women in those crazy biking costumes, uh, <laughs> treating Prospect Park like it was their own velodrome. Uh, there was an incident over COVID where I think it was Max was overtaken by a speeding bike that slammed into the back of Max's bike. And Max and Milo were not injured and actually were like kind of laughing at the biker who was like a crazy serious biker and was yelling at them and it almost came to fisticuffs but it didn't um i know one other time milo was riding his bike in prospect park during covid and a dog ran across the uh across the track and milo kind of biked into this dog and fell off his bike right after we had actually said this is i remember at the beginning of covid saying like your only job is to not have to go to the hospital. That's right. <laughs> because at that time, there was real do fear not want to have to go. that yeah. there were no beds in hospitals yeah. and everything yeah. was full and you were at risk yeah. if you needed to go to the hospital. Yeah. Um, so those are some things. Milo and I would run regularly during COVID. We would go for runs. And I think Milo, in some ways uniquely, took the opportunity of the first half of COVID to really get himself in shape. He kind of took it very seriously the opportunity that had been presented that is time on your hands school is remote and he did a lot of running a lot of biking he did a lot of weightlifting in our basement and another one of these ironies and tragic ironies is that when he was diagnosed he was really in the best shape of his Mm. life Mm. and it's difficult to look back at those pictures when he was having his port put in and his treatment was starting and we didn't know what was coming down the pike but he was extraordinarily strong and he was always so lanky and sort of noodly and by the time he was you know 16 17 years old he really had gotten himself fit and had put on some sort of muscular older boy weight Mm. um unlike his brother by the way who remains very much a string bean um and you know only to be taken down by this Mm. this terrible Mm -hmm. thing Mm mm-hmm um, but he and Max also, you know, when I think about when I think about COVID, and it was the first time I got a peek into just how much time the two of them spent together in the past and enjoyed spending together at the then present. Um, they never got tired of each other's company. They shared uh, many, many interests, sports, movies theater music certainly but 
only because we got to spend this concentrated time together did I learn a little bit about how much time, unbeknownst to Alana and me, they had been spending at night after mm-hmm. we went to bed. You know, they're on their own floor of the house here. And there's one night during the week. Milo actually wrote about this in his college application, that there's one night in the week, I think it's either Thursday night or Friday night, when uh, all hip-hop artists and rappers release their new music. Mm -hmm. And the boys would stay up until midnight and then well beyond that night, Mm -hmm. because that was when the new music would drop. And they would listen and compare notes. And Milo spoke often. We did have heart-to-heart conversations, even before his diagnosis, about how much he sort of learned from Max. Milo always felt that Max very easily made friends and very easily made friends with with girls, young women. And Milo, in a very sort of classic way, um, would approach his brother and say, I, I'm not as comfortable speaking to mm-hmm. girls or it doesn't come to me as easily like... What do you what do you do? What do you say? What right. do you think? And it's right. it's so charmingly old school and simple. But we did learn over COVID that during COVID and even before then, um, these conversations were ongoing and that they had a really really special relationship, yeah. which was just great. Yeah. That's nice. And then during COVID, they spent a lot of time watching movies. You know, the everyone's mm-hmm. schedules shifted. Yep. yep. And Alana and I would go to bed, and they would go into the basement and pick a movie we talked a little bit about letterboxd and yep. some of the movie yep. selections that drew their attention and um over covid they had the time to watch and almost every night they would watch some movie that they jointly decided was one to see and it over time increasingly became sort of obscure right. foreign movies or yeah. movies that they had heard about through other friends who were sort of movie nerds mm-hmm. that was i mean that was one saving grace of COVID for everybody was this <laughs> this absolute uh, tsunami of content that was available. Yeah. You really, I mean, that was sort of it. <laughs> but there was a ton of it. There was a ton of that content and um, just a lot of hours in the day to yeah. watch it. Once yeah. you eliminated, I'm not telling anybody things they don't know, but once you eliminated essentially the ability to socialize yeah. in any significant way, yeah. um, that became the focus and it was great for them to have each other in the house, um, even if it meant, you know, really bad things for the world and bad things for individuals and their health. Um, It turned out to be a really nice time. And particularly in hindsight, it was probably the equivalent of spending a couple of years together with people, you know, that was was sort of the take. If you remember, a lot of older people were saying, I didn't think I'd have the opportunity to live under the same roof for an extended yes. period of time with my children ever right. again right. and accepted this as like this wonderful opportunity. And Alana and I did say that quite yeah. a bit, like to have all four of us under a roof. Yeah, we we, we had a similar thing because and our, my daughter Isabel is Max's age and the half of college, half of a freshman year was different than it would have been were they still under the same roof. In other words, I felt that the older kids got this look into their future and realization that they were actually not, you know, they were going to have their own lives and they weren't so defined by the the house they grew up in. And so it allowed them, I think, a little distance rather than feeling, you know, 
resentful that they were stuck with this younger sibling. It was like, oh, wait, I'm, I'm a separate person. They're separate people. You know, it became uh, by default a sort of a more adult relationship. Yeah, I've spoken to, I remember speaking to my own parents about how it felt once I spent some time at college, our relationship shifted, the relationship between the kid and the parent shifts. And I hadn't thought about it as much, but you make a really good point that that same time spent in college has an effect on the either brother and sister in your kid's case or the two brothers. And Max and Milo always had a wonderful relationship, and Max was such a wonderful big brother, and Milo was such a great younger brother. But I think there was a separate component of Max, like you say, seeing what college life is, and then Milo through the eyes of Max seeing what college life could be like. And frankly, during COVID, we really, you probably did the same, we really almost treated them like they were both college students. I mean, right. when I would go... Yeah. When I would race into the supermarket with, you know, a balaclava on and full <laughs> rainproof gear in the early days of COVID when oh, you thought you God. could catch it by just, you know, yeah. going grocery shopping yeah. um, and touching some groceries. Yeah. Um, we would buy wine or beer for yeah. the whole family and yeah. we would hang out and play cards. And it felt a little bit like our own little yeah. communi- community with two college students part of it. We, uh, I, I... Alana and I said to one another, as I did to all of my women friends, like, and obviously the fathers felt this way too, but just so grateful that we didn't have toddlers at that stage because it, it was easy to kind of chill out and kick back and watch a movie and, you know, hang out. But if you had a three year old in that yeah. period, oof. Yeah. Alana I, and I did have three year olds together. Right. And uh, <laughs> we remember. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I. Max and Isabel, Lisa just mentioned Isabel, um, were were born on the Upper West Side, only a couple of blocks from one another, and spent a lot of time together in the first couple of years of their lives. And I remember what those times were like, even when it was just the first, yeah. being a new parent, and up in, in Max's case, in the very early hours of the morning, and <laughs> constantly just needing to get out of the house. Yeah. And the idea oh, yeah. of being yeah. cooped up in yeah. an apartment or in a house. Yeah. yeah. That really would have been a very difficult thing. The one yeah. other thing I do want to mention about COVID is we would, um, uh, Max's girlfriend, Lacey, was living up at her father's house in Connecticut. So we would often drive all four of us up to Connecticut and we would go play tennis at the local high school with Milo while Max was spending some time with his girlfriend to socially distant. Mm-hmm. At least they told us, <laughs> sure. Um, but um, we would play tennis with Milo at... Um, a high school up there, which was a beautiful outdoor suburban court. And Milo learned how to drive. He would drive around sort of nice. rural Connecticut. He did learn how to drive there. And unlike Max, he really was interested in learning how to drive and really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, he never did get his driver's license, but he did learn how to drive. And it was really, really fun to drive with him because unlike Max, he was such an enthusiastic learner. He really wanted to do it and wanted to get his driver's yeah, license. And it's yeah. heartbreaking that he didn't, but I have many fond memories of him behind the wheel. And um, No, that was a that was a legitimate activity yeah. the, uh, during COVID. Absolutely. Driving. Was. Well, that's it for this episode of Milo Time. I hope you'll join us again next time when we dive into the list of things Milo loved. 